a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved, and I will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise well, every, every fourth Sunday after Easter, we call it uh, Good Shepherd Sunday, and we read from John's Gospel about these words of Jesus, which uh, sounds so nice, right? And as he says, we're the sheep of his flock and he's going to call us. Perhaps one of the dangers we have when we hear something that Jesus said is that we often perhaps just stay on the surface and don't go deeper to realize what he's actually saying. Because Jesus is not merely giving us a cute example and we're supposed to hear it and just think, oh, well, Jesus is the shepherd and we're the flock. We're all just going to make our way to heaven, you know? Nice, cute little story. There's more to Christianity than that. Jesus is saying something very true theologically. He's also saying something very true existentially for me and for you. Before we get to those two ideas, I thought maybe we could interpret a little bit some of the images. He's talking about a sheepfold. And I'm pretty sure none of you on your way to church this morning passed by a sheepfold, and we don't even really know what that might be. And he's talking about a gate, and then there's the voice of the shepherd that the sheep know how to follow. So um, as best as we know, I wanted to put up an image here of, of a sheepfold from the time of Jesus in the Holy Land. You see there's a bunch of rocks in a circle with an open place for the gate where they could close it with a wooden gate and protect the sheep. What is common in the Holy Land, especially in the time of Jesus, is that your lifeblood, your well-being, your, your material possessions would be consisting mostly of a flock of sheep. From them you got the, the wool for your clothing or milk or food and you could barter them for whatever you might need. You needed sheep. That was what everyone wanted back then. You had to protect them. And yet protecting sheep 24-7 is a 
must have been a hard thing to do. And what they found in a lot of villages is in the center or somewhere in the center, there would be a sheepfold that would be where all of the sheep would be gathered in the evenings to spend the night. And it wouldn't be just one person's sheep. It would be, you know, Billy Bob's sheep and John's sheep and Jebediah's sheep. They just kind of put them all in one place. One of them would watch over the sheep at night and in the morning, when they would take the sheep out to pasture, what they say happens is that the sheep know who their shepherd is and you would just call out to your sheep. So Jebediah would be there and he'd call his sheep and his sheep would filter themselves out and leave the sheepfold and follow him. So that's the imagery Jesus is using which would have been well understood at the time. But there was something else they understood. And that's where it gets very theological. See, there's a, a prophecy from the Old Testament. When John writes his gospel, remember, he's, he's the last one who wrote a gospel. And he wrote it dozens and dozens of years later. So he thought about this. And when you read John's gospel, we'll hear him call Jesus the bridegroom often. That's because... In the Old Testament, God told the prophets he was going to come to marry Israel. He was coming as bridegroom. There was another prophecy from Ezekiel. And it was a moment when Israel's suffering and they've been scattered by uh, a lot of other nations that came over them. And, and Yahweh told Ezekiel that I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. Israel knew when the Messiah came, he was going to be shepherd. So when Jesus is there in the temple and telling the Pharisees who knew their Bible really well, I am the good shepherd, I am the gate, he's saying, I am the Messiah. I am God. They didn't want to listen to him. They didn't really want to hear that. They thought of the Messiah differently. Now, Ezekiel's prophecy continues because he says that the Yahweh tells Ezekiel he's going to come as a shepherd on the day that the flock is scattered. Right? As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. If you remember, if you've read the, read, when you read the scriptures on, good, on Holy Thursday, there's a moment when Jesus is taken prisoner and what happens to the apostles? They're scattered. It says they were scattered. They ran in fear. And then Ezekiel, let's go back to the Old Testament again. The, the prophecy continues. I will rescue the sheep from all the places where they were scattered on the day of clouds and darkness. When was the day of clouds and darkness? Remember at three in the afternoon on Good Friday, it said darkness covered the whole earth. It was on Good Friday that we were saved. It was on Good Friday we were called by our Lord. This prophecy was fulfilled by Jesus, and that's a, the deeper theology behind Good Shepherd Sunday. It's not just a nice thing to say. It means something for me and for you. Existentially, Jesus is telling us he doesn't want to lose us. You can even change that to something more personal. God is telling us through the words of Jesus, you are my sheep and I don't want to lose you. Jesus said that 
he would call us out to pasture. The first reading talks about these thousands of people who were baptized. Being baptized, we call that in, in ancient terms, baptism was called the doorway to eternal life, the doorway. Jesus is saying, you're in the sheepfold, you're sort of locked up, but at baptism you come out through the gate, which is Jesus, and then you'll find pasture. That's why our young children are here. They've been baptized some years ago, and you're now out of the sheepfold, you're in the pasture of our Lord, you're about to receive the bread of life. See, the story is beautiful in so many ways, but perhaps what we can take home with us today is the need to listen for the voice of the shepherd. Jesus is calling all of us, and he doesn't care what your past is, what maybe you have done or not done, if this is your first time in a church or your thousandth time in a church. Jesus wants you. He doesn't want to lose you. There's a lot of voices that come to us every day. Learning to hear the voice of the, of the shepherd is perhaps sometimes it's easy, other times it's hard. Jesus can speak to us in a lot of ways. Perhaps it's a, a brilliant homily like this one, right? <laughs> or perhaps it might be in the voice of your spouse who's telling you something maybe you don't want to hear. Remember that in the heart of your spouse, you can often hear the voice of God. Or perhaps children here, it's the voice of your parents. They might just be telling you to make your bed, to do your homework. Right? But honoring your parents, that's a way of hearing the voice of the shepherd and saying yes. There's so many ways Jesus is speaking to us. Hopefully this week, especially tomorrow morning, Monday, on your way to work or school in traffic, you're going to keep listening for that voice of Jesus who never stops calling us is the most beautiful thing about today is that we're hearing God tell us, I don't want to lose you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.